Rob Robson was the City of Greater Shepparton's first ever conventions and performing arts manager. Despite the fact that he made a sea change from Shepparton more than a decade ago, Rob's name remains synonymous with the arts in our region, especially in local theatre. Today he joins us on the line as number five in a series of 25 interviews marking the 25th anniversary of the Shepparton Festival this year. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Terry. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it's lovely to, lovely to talk to you. <laughs> Tell us about those very early days of the festival that you were involved with. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. I was looking back through some uh, papers last night and um, the ambition for the festival started long before the festival. Of course, it always does. Um, we had, uh, before amalgamation, the Shire of Rodney, Shire of Shepparton and City of Shepparton uh, co-contributed to the development of a um, community arts management board and the then uh, community um, cultural development officer, Irene Pagram, um, probably under the chairmanship uh, of uh, the late Joan Geimer, um, were working towards the idea of developing a festival. And there were many, many meetings about um, the feasibility and how it would be financed and how it would be marketed and what its intentions were um, sort of through the years of 94, 95, uh, 96, of course. Um, and it was, there were false starts and there were, there were challenges. I think the interesting thing was that it probably did take off eventually when the council's economic development department got involved because obviously one of the ambitions for the festival was to bring visitors to the city. Um, but the original intention was really about how Shepparton saw itself and how it expressed the art and uh, culture of the region. So it was sort of a, a festival with two mothers, I guess, of you know, artistic development, cultural development, as well as economic development. What were some of your various roles in relation to the festival? Um, well, I was on that, that um, cultural development, uh, uh, community arts management board, it was called. Um, so I was kind of there, but I, I mean, I was a school teacher at the time, but I was also involved with STAG, as you said, and I was involved with, uh, with the arts through that. So I guess that was my role. And I was just, I was just the, um, the enthusiastic committee member for the first few years of the festival. Um, and, and the links with STAG were interesting. In the, in the second year of the festival, I think it was 97, we, um, we staged the musical Evita in the Maud Street Mall, which is one of my big memories. That was a massive undertaking to take that musical fully staged and put it in the mall. Hmm. Sounds like a fun event. But it was, I mean, we didn't have venues. That was well, yeah, that I was was going one to, of the interesting things. I was going to ask you about that. Um, I mean, you said it was a lack of dedicated cultural facilities that gave mm. the festival its distinctive quality in the early years. Can you, I was going to say, can you explain how, but I guess you've just given us a good example. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the fact that we didn't have, uh, I mean, we had the town hall. Uh, obviously, the, we, we um, had the, uh, the gallery but in terms of a you know a dedicated theatre space, if you remember in '95, Stag staged a highly successful and and rec highly recognised production of Les Misérables of Les Mis, uh, and um, that suddenly made everyone start saying, "Well, oh, wouldn't it be great if we had? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a a, a, a proper theatre in in the region or in in the Shepparton?" And um, that was all just uh, aspiration. But I think what what the theme became was, um, I, th I think the words were, 
um, extraordinary events in familiar places. And the idea was, instead of setting up a, a, a facility or an institution that would house the arts and say to people, you come to us, you, you come in and have this experience, uh, you come through the portal, you come through the gateway. The idea was a little bit more of sort of ambush people with the arts, take arts into those familiar spaces. Um, I recall an exhibition in one of the very early festivals where artists exhibited their work in shop windows um, in and around the, 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 the town, the city centre. And that was a curated exhibition. People um, were guided by some really knowledgeable um, visual arts practitioners. So they'd walk along through the shop windows and they'd look into the shop windows and look at the art. And then, then the person would say, now look at the other things that are in the shop window and, and consider what art is in them and, and what design. And, and now look out into the landscape or into the, into the townscape and consider the the the, uh, the the art that's worked there, or, and it was a really interesting experience because suddenly people realised that art surrounded them every day, and it wasn't just when the festival was on, mm. and even more so because people had had an experience of the arts in a familiar place. When they went back to that place, they remembered that experience. So it was a way of embedding the arts in in the community. I remember at one point we realised that the word art was in the word Shepparton and, and we, we capitalised it in, in the logo. We were the Shep Art Town mm. and uh, that was interesting. And obviously putting uh, art in ordinary places makes it much more accessible and exposes it to people who may not normally be exposed to it. Well, it does, it does. And, and then you sort of push it to the next level and say, what extraordinary places can we put it? You know, places where you'd never expect it and, and um, Ross and Daphne Turnbull um, giving us the use of the, uh, their gardens at the orchards there was a, a fantastic experience for a lot of people. Um, you know, they, they would, um, uh, the, the opera in the orchards was the, the, the theme of that one. And uh, getting on a bus and going out to the orchards and enjoying, um, you know, some food and some wine and then some beautiful music. Um, brought opera to people who would never, ever experience it in the conventional way of going into a, a theatre. I mean, that's not to say that eventually a theatre was built and, and that was built at Westside and that was one of the first acts of the, the newly amalgamated council um, in conjunction with uh, the education department and uh, the, what was then Arts Victoria. So you've described uh, the festival as being a catalyst for cultural development in the region. What do you see of that? Well, I, 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 you know, that, that example of the, the building of that theatre was, was sort of part of that. And, uh, but it, it also uh, it enabled artists to kind of show their head, to, to, to show their talents, to, to um, uh, be more prominent in the community. And, and I think the growth of uh, community arts groups, I, I look at things like the, um, the orchestra, um, the the uh, the shepherd and uh, shepherd and orchestra. I look at the growth of of the of the bands, the, the music scene. Um, obviously, the visual arts continues to be strong. The wonderful development with the shepherd. What now is the shepherd and art museum? And as I said, I, I I think on the one hand it was about economic development and the hope to attract visitors, and that that's that's still true. But I think more importantly, it was about how people see themselves. And people were given permission 
um, to to enjoy the arts and not see it as something that was a little bit, you know, out there and not for us. Um, people were allowed to participate. The high levels of participation in the arts, I think, at school and, and um, throughout the community, they're, they're the kind of cultural developments that are really lasting. Absolutely. So the festival is coming up this year in June, a midwinter festival, which is a bit different. Uh, will you be coming and where do you think it's evolved to now? Well, I really hope to be coming. I, I, I look forward to seeing everything and seeing... See, really, you know, I left Shepparton now... Uh, in 2010, and um, I miss the place greatly, but most of all, I miss the people. Um, um, Maxine and I um, arrived in Shepherd in our first teaching appointment in 1973, and um, the friendships that we made over those years last, and we don't see people nearly often enough. Morrigal's a long way from Shepherd, and uh, it, the, the, the trip is... Uh, is a good one to make, and I, I certainly hope to. I, th I think, you know, we always dreamt that the, the festival would become well-established, and we've seen major festivals come and go. I think 25 years is a magnificent achievement. But I think the growth of the festival now is the growth of the region, and, and I love the fact that the Shepparton's branching out and going out into the, the smaller towns. I, I love the fact that the festival now has a good, you know, a real, really... Um, um, deep place in places like Dookie. I think that's brilliant. Uh, and I, I think that's, you know, I, I, I feel that uh, something that, that has that voice and, look, the, the strong relationship with Multicultural Arts Victoria that's developed is something that, that um, had only just begun when I left and, and I think is really strong. And, gee, the voice of Shepparton is the voice of multicultural Australia and out of that I think should come great strength for the future. Sounds like a good spot to end Rob, very positive. Thanks so much for all you did to make the festival or get oh, it off the ground in the first place. Absolute joy, absolute joy. And thank you very much for your time this morning and all the best Rob. Thank you. That was Rob Robson talking about the Shepparton Festival, 25 years on in June this year.